And joining us for further analysis on what's playing itself out on that market scene is Vega Capital's Louis Storm. Louis, a good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, no, I think uh, one thing that does stand out for me today is the rand. That seems to have fallen quite a bit over the last few days. Help us understand exactly uh, what transpired here or what is happening with our currency. Is it a matter of a dollar strength or is there also some rand weakness in there? No, it's, it's very much just rand weakness. Um, yeah, the, the GDP print was very disappointing yesterday. Um, however, this is, this is probably expected. Um, I mean, life sharing is putting a lot of pressure um, on, on the margins of businesses, as well as um, we're seeing massive delays at our ports. So, um, someone's really creating a huge headache as well. So, um, yeah, we urgently need to address the structural barriers uh, to, 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 grow, to, to start um, growing our currency again and start to start growing the economy. Um, actually, what the, the USD is actually weakening um, as well. So, so um, it really wasn't a case of, of USD strength. It, it's uh, mostly a case of, of brand weakening. Also, can you get your thoughts on what we're seeing with our resources counters? Now, uh, it's been a very volatile year for resources, as uh, you know we've seen, Louis. But today seems to be a more of a decent day. We have quite a few miners in the top 10 of the top 100, uh, you know, implants and amplats, which are normally uh, in the red Sibanya as well. I'm wondering if we know what is driving this upbeat sentiment towards our miners. Well, it's, it's basically, um, well, you've seen yields dropping as well. Um, the the job report that um, the print that came out yesterday actually showed that jobs were slowing, um, which you'd probably take as a negative um, for, for the global economy. But this is seen as a positive um, because this allows the state to actually start um, you know, cutting interest rates. And this is what they wanted. I mean, they wanted jobs to, to start decreasing so that inflation to start decreasing, um, and this will actually give a boost. Or um, this would, well, most most analysts would think this would give a boost to, to the economy in 2024. It's obviously without commodity prices, so um, it's very much, um, yeah, it's, it's nothing that's set in stone. It's just more um, a hope, more of a fact. To stay in the U.S. and just looking at those bond yields, it also has been a very interesting year, actually, for a U.S. bonds. Louis, let's just reflect on what we are seeing happening right now, especially on the back of this jobs data. Um, yeah, so we are seeing that most economies are slowing, inflation slowing, and then wage growth is also decreasing. So that's basically what what everyone wanted to see, or the Fed wanted to see. Um, so this means that interest rates would probably go down next year. And, um, well, most analysts are talking around 100 basis points uh, worth of cuts next year. So this is obviously uh, a great um, investment um, case for, for, for U.S. bonds. So this will obviously decrease yield because you can lock in a much higher yield now than uh, you would probably get um, in a year's time. So yeah, that, that's obviously why bonds, are currently outperforming and, and might well outperform other asset classes for, for the next couple of months. 
And I know it hasn't been a very a strong year for uh, financial markets around the world. Uh, you know, maybe if you strip out what we're seeing with the Magnificent Seven in the United States, it really hasn't been a great uh, market, even equities. But what we are hearing uh, are odd conversations about IPOs. And I'm just wondering uh, to get your thoughts there. Maybe we'll first of all, starting with Process and them a listing of PayU. Of course, market conditions aren't necessarily all that we're looking at here. The fundamentals of the business also a matter. Keen to get your thoughts on what they're deciding here. So, the process um, are trading at a massive discount to the net asset value, and they have been trading at a discount for some time now. So, they've been looking at ways to, to decrease that discount. So, one way is obviously to uh, list some of the unlisted um, businesses. And PayU has been an incredible business, um, growing at, at a good rate. So um, this could definitely, um, I think, unlock some of the value and I'll decrease that uh, discount due to NAV. And of course, then yesterday we would have heard of uh, Transaction Capital also making mention of a listing for We Buy Cars. Let's talk about that business because, of course, uh, you know, this is a business that has caught uh, some good crowding here in South Africa. But we are seeing uh, consumers still uh, cash-strapped. I'm wondering if the fundamentals of We Buy Cars, Louis, are strong enough for a listing at present. It's, uh, I think it's just still um, the, the asset taxi business. Um, There's a lot of negativity around the business. And this will influence VBAR cars, listed or not listed. Um, I think this will still play a massive role. Um, the asset taxi business model obviously works great in a thriving economy with lower interest rates. But they've had a tough time of late. Um, but it still remains to be seen how much uh, was actually loaned to asset taxi from VBAR cars. VBAR cars are obviously still, um, well, still, still profitable and a great business. But uh, as you mentioned just now, um, we've got gas up um, citizens, and um, I think there will be some volatility in in their revenue. So it's, definitely, I think they might add value by listing it on their own, um, listing the business separately. But um, I wouldn't think they're out of the woods yet. We'll be watching that one very closely. I'm also keen just to uh, glance over to China. We've seen Moody's come out to downgrade their outlook on China's government credit ratings uh, to negative from stable. What are your thoughts here? It has been a difficult one. But what we do know from the Chinese, Chinese economy, and maybe it's more sentiment than a data at this point, is that uh, they will sort it out, Louis, won't they? That is, that is what we were hoping for, for quite a while now. Um, but I think this was very much expected. Um, debt levels in China is rising while GDP growth rate continues to disappoint. Um, so, and also China was forced to increase fiscal stimulus to support local governments and contain the spiraling debt crisis among the country's property developers. Um, that's obviously placed massive amounts of um, stress on, on the country. So, um, yeah, I would, I wouldn't say, um, I'm, I'm, we're still not overly positive on, on the Chinese um, narrative. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. We do know that, of course, that we're wrapping up this year uh, and I'm very keen to get uh, just uh, staying with China a little bit. Your thoughts even on the changing of the economy. Many have said that it's moving away from an investment driven economy to a consumption uh, based economy. Is that sustainable for a country like China? China is probably a few years away um, from, from changing the economy. Um, and definitely a few years away from, from getting the, 
sort of growth that they were used to a few years back. Um, there's a lot of issues that, that need to be sorted out, uh, specifically debt issues um, that um, will be, uh, well, could cause a, a bit of a crisis for them. So um, at the moment, um, to be honest, it, it's very volatile in China. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's quite sure exactly what, what will happen. And that's why we kind of expected some downgrades um, to, to their debt. Well, Louis, I'm keen to get your stock pick in a bit, but first I'd like us to reflect on counters that have found favor with your industry peers. Let's take a look. Data check, I think a couple of months ago they announced a, a, a very clean set of results, nice um, sort of a return to growth. They fixed their latter business and they're trading at a big discount to other ICT sort of related businesses globally, their peers. So I think there's, there's decent upside in there. And obviously, obviously management own a big stake in the company, so there's good um, incentive for them to do the right things. So I think, you know, Dodge Tech is a nice, nice pick for the next year or so. That's a tech. Um, just fundamentally growing earnings consistently at 15%, sitting on a 15P, so you get what you pay for. But um, price momentum still going up. They've just broken to a new high. That trend looks intact. And hopefully we can see, you know, just technically another 15 to 20% increase in that price in the short to medium term. Uh, it's Alphabet again. Uh, look, they delayed the Gemini list, uh, you know, uh, launch uh, from this until next month. So it's a bit of a disappointing bit of news. But uh, looking at what we expect to come out of the company over the next little while, I think there's still a, a huge amount of potential in the Alphabet. Uh, they've come out with some really interesting things with the DeepMind unit recently. And I do think that, you know, uh, because it does appear that you know they are trying to catch up with uh, some of the Microsoft's advances in their sector, and and I'm really positive about uh, that. Gemini Ideas does launch next month, even as a month late. All right, are you keen to get your thoughts on some of those counters? We have Data Tech, Advertic, as well as Alphabet. So, so the Alphabet is one of our picks as well. Um, can give you some more insights on that. Um, obviously, in 2024, we we do feel the economy will slow. However, the interest rate will also come down, which is a massive positive for the valuation of those tech companies, because most of the returns are forecasted far into the future. So, um, just a boost from a from a valuation point of view um, would provide some some decent upside for for um, Alphabet. That's not even taking into account the incredible business that it is and and the huge um, revenue being forecasted in well, for for the next ten years. Um, so that's, well, that's definitely, definitely one of our picks as well. Um, the, the other two companies, yeah, which it's not currently on our, on our, um, buy list. I must also ask you then about your own uh, counter this week. We can't call it a stock pick because you have gone uh, for uh, U.S. Treasury bonds. I think you made uh, the case for them a little bit earlier, Louis, but let's just touch on why this is where you're leaning towards right now. Well, I think this is, Kind of a well, our base case scenario, if that it plays out, it's kind of an ideal scenario for, for bonds. If in a scenario where, where inflation is falling, economic growth is, is, is cooling, as well as interest rates that are that forecast to decrease significantly, um, we we can't see our bond yield can stay at these levels. So, I think, um, I think definitely. Where in the past bond yields weren't very attractive at yields of one percent or zero point five percent, the U.S. Treasury bonds actually uh, is looking very attractive at at four point two or four point five percent yield. So um, that is my yeah. We don't call it a stock pick, but investment pick for for the day. 
Valerie, well, always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, that was Louis Storm from Vega Capital.